Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um... Hey everybody, rate us on iTunes. Five stars is a charm. And why not leave us a voicemail? 570-POD-WOD-1 Doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail. We promise we'll appreciate it. We don't get many. Thank you. This is Y'all Heard. Indeed it is. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. Spooky. Yes, we are on the cusp of October uh, when this episode comes out. I believe tomorrow is October. Maybe the next day. You're praying that tomorrow is October? Did I just misunderstand? I'm sorry, I zoned out for one minute and I heard I'm praying that tomorrow is October. I don't know what verb I put in front of it, but, <laughs> but this podcast well. is a trip to a new kind of restaurant where you take a bite from a knowledge sandwich and you feel prominent bits of humor line dancing on your tongue with a subtle aftertaste of curiosity shuddering through you. That's disgusting. <laughs> and line dancing was a, was a, was a real. Yep. It was a diversion. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll keep her if I say line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a bit of a stretch. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know like that. Uh, Pete, how are you? And or tell me something fun or sad. <laughs> <laughs> if that's more in your wheelhouse. I am. Uh, I'm okay. I I. For those of you listening, often we record on a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday. And um, so like our week, how is your week, would start the day after that. But the problem is it feels like after a weekend, my brain just resets. Mm. So I only have yesterday and today to go off of, but um doing okay. I had a nice Good. weekend because I didn't have to do any audio editing. <laughs> Good. The La Brea podcast was done. This podcast was done. Everything was kind of like nice and easy. I did do uh, a Pete's preview, but I didn't get to post it yet because that takes extra steps that are annoying. But tonight, the La Brea pod or the La Brea season two premiere is uh, at nine o'clock. I think so. Excited or are you dreading? I am. uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm just not sure if I'm going to keep up the podcast because what? it what? was it was a rewatch and now I'm like, well do I watch it live? Like not live. <laughs> <laughs> you live tweeted. So yeah, I'm not quite sure would it be better like next summer when the No, everyone wants episodes- it now. <laughs> wow, that sounded so fucking whiny. I hated myself. <laughs> Oof, can you like edit some, <laughs> some something out of that so I hate myself less. I'll see what I can do, but I'm no promises. Kidding. I'm just kidding. So, yeah. a lot of work. Uh, but, yeah, I vote that you keep up with it. I'm going to try, but it I mean, is it a lot of lapse. work. Don't kill yourself for it, but... Yeah, I'll try not to. Okay. Marissa... 
Yeah. You had a week, right? How was yours? I did. Um, Wine train. That's what I remember from your week. Yeah. So my <laughs> uh, my boyfriend's birthday is soon, so I took him to Lancaster. So we live sort of in the boonies, and I was like, let's just lean into it more. So I took him <laughs> to Kitchen Kettle Village in Lancaster, where we fed pygmy goats, and then we went on a train where you tasted wine, and then we the fuck else we do. Oh, God. I, as I was doing this thing that I'm about to say that is not going to do it justice, I was telling Aaron, I was like, I wish someone else was here. There's no way my explanation will do this justice. And I would specifically want Pete to be there. So, I'm sorry, I'll try to make it short. Uh, I got dinner reservations. There's this, rest, uh, this, this hotel that is themed like a steamboat. And though it's not on the water... They, like, made a lake in front, and it's shaped like a steamboat, so it looks like you're... Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. So I uh, made a reservation for the buffet in there. I had no idea what to expect. We get there, and it's not a buffet like I thought. It looked like, like, like a meeting room hotel with, like... Like five, like what are those things? Like when when you like make your own buffet, like yeah. for a party, like, not trivets, but like it wasn't like a formal buffet. It was just like they set out like five like food warmer things. Almost and seems was, offensive that you would have to pay for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, oh, it was thirty dollars for for like five whatevers, and then <clears throat> we see this eighty year old man is playing piano, but not like playing piano, like, oh, he's really like playing beautiful piano. He has a keyboard that like has these really cheesy versions of classic songs playing like, like in a bossa nova tone. Do you know what I mean? I oh, think man. I do. Like, like, I, I don't even he's know. He's not actually it. playing it. He's like playing yeah, the demos like, that like, came with it. Yeah. He like plays bits here or and there, but I think a lot of it's like, based with, like, yeah, little demos that come with it. And he's playing music. And he finishes a song, and we clap. And then he's like, oh, man, I got two people listening to me. Everyone else here seems comatose. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're eating here. We're definitely not leaving, despite how horrible this buffet looks. <laughs> Long story short, uh, we end up seated directly in front of the guy, but it makes me anxious to have to look at it. So I... Sat with my back to him, and since we were the only people in the whole restaurant clapping, he was like, "Hey, lady!" Even though I couldn't see him, he was like, "Hey, young lady, what's your favorite song?" I don't like. I can't tell my favorite song. The hokey pokey. I was like, "What kind of song can he play with this dumb piano thing?" Uh, because I'm not good on the spot. I forgot he had just played Piano Man. That would have been hilarious if you should take me out of the ball game. It's my favorite song. I wish. Um, I had forgotten he sang Piano Man. So I just said, oh, uh, well, you play Piano Man. <laughs> and he goes, are you drunk? <laughs> and then the whole restaurant starts laughing. And I'm like, no. And he's like, did you smoke a little bit of that weird stuff? And then Aaron goes, oh, this girl does a lot of weird things. And I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? I was like, what? I was so embarrassed. And then I said, can you play Stevie Wonder? And he's like, what song? And I was like, isn't she lovely? And he's like, oh, I don't know if I know how to play that. So then, then why'd you ask? 
Like, like, like a Stevie Wonder song I've never heard in my life. That was all about making love to some woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like in on a, a buffet. Hotel buffet. There's a lot of families there. And he knew, he was aware of what he was doing. So every time, like, there would be a song like, ooh, I'm going to make love to you. Like a, a lyric, like, I'm going to make love to you, to you till the night comes or something. He would, like, really, really <laughs> enunciate it or, like, really, like, like say it louder. Or be like, hey, get a load of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so weird being... It's really one of the weirdest food experiences I've had in my whole life. So I'm doing fine because I experienced that. That sounds nice. I hope that was a fun story and I didn't just ramble. But it anyway. was. We've got great fans and sometimes they call to remind us. I'm dying to hear what this email is, so please, listeners. Yes, first. guys, we got an email, which means that our email does work. Thank you, Mike <laughs> Vino. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pete and Marissa, enjoyed the episode on Loeb. Oh. I have been having I've been having fun experimenting with creating AI generated images, although my prompts are pretty straightforward. I don't fully understand all of the parameters that can be used. I'll need to listen to Marissa's explanations in the episode a few more times. Attached are some images that I made with Dolly. You can guess what the specific prompts are or see them in the name of the file. Oh, this is awesome. Mike Fields, this is, this is, not only is this our first email, this is like quality. By the way, put this somewhere where our fans can see. Um, If you follow Countdown to Groundhog Day, on Facebook, you would have seen some of these already. Oh. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, I'm just going to assume his permission. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> okay. I assume his prompt was Groundhogs Playing Poker. Uh, it is Groundhogs Playing Poker in the style of Dogs Playing Poker painting. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. I love it. Let me see if I go the right way. Are all of his pictures Groundhogs? There we go. Ooh. Give me, <laughs> the picture, ladies and gentlemen, is two donuts. One is wearing a bow tie, the other is wearing a veil, and the one with the bow tie also has a top hat. I hope he put donut vows. Donut vows. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do a holy. Oh no! Oh, it's right into my face. I was gonna try to think of a pun, but the pun is right there. Holy matrimony. <laughs> There's like a hole in the middle. Duh, bitch. I hope you wrote holy matrimony. Marissa, you're writing jokes for the AI. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one because what came out is not necessarily what he put in. It is wedding ceremony between a bagel with a face and a chocolate glazed donut with a face. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like how specific you are, Mike V. Notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I believe this is the last one. Wait, what are in their hands? Are they like those things, those like drafting tools? That They look like drafting tools. I will say that. I will say patriotic... Who use drafting tools? Engineers? 
drafters? Patriotic groundhog drafters. <laughs> Look at this one's face. Oh, he got, he got stretched. <laughs> okay. I, I really like this one too. By the way, this is one that I'm like, can I print this and frame it? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay over there? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. Why? What did I say? I said it's beautiful. I keep getting a lot of, like, noises. Oh, I'm not really doing anything. I've been sitting here. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> no, it sounds like you're um, active. <laughs> no, I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> okay, so this one is... The signing of the Declaration of Independence, where all of the signers are groundhogs. <laughs> I, I love that, except they don't all look like they have pens, or else one of those groundhogs is holding two pens in one hand. And the, the paper itself is blank. You know, they should be signing it, not starting from scratch. Yeah, they look at that they're making, they're like those people who draft things. Uh, Mike Vinos, I don't know how much work it is to use those programs. If it's not a lot... Can you do holy matrimony, but spell holy H O L E Y and see what comes and show us, <laughs> please? <laughs> These are fantastic. I am blown away. Thank you, Mike Venus. This is fantastic. So there's a thought that I have in looking at these and then seeing all of the things that came from Loeb. I was like, the AI has to start with something. Like, you have to feed it some information so that it knows what to do. And I thought, yeah. maybe they're just feeding it, like, really scary-looking imagery. I guess so. And that's why every picture that comes out of it looks creepy, <laughs> even when she writes feet. It's, like, two sawed-off feet. <laughs> I know. Some, one of our listeners uh, messaged me to say, say, like, why am I listening to this? What is this? I don't even understand. And a picture previewing our Loeb episode. <laughs> and I don't know whether he just looked at the preview and was like, I don't get what this is, or whether he started listening and was like, I can't follow you. And I said, just listen to the meat episode. And he, because <laughs> I was like, did you hear that one? He's like, no, you seem so disturbed. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> icebreaker. Uh, Marissa, we did a, we did an icebreaker where we looked at a commercial do you remember that? It was the oh, is that about- the 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 vagina hair commercial? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, by the way, I bought them. I fell <laughs> prey to the advertising. They're they're they were good upon one use, but then they weren't impressive anymore. I'll leave it at that. Let's continue. So I have a different commercial today. You may well have okay. seen it. Uh, if you didn't, then it'll be brand new to you. But um, it's a it's a commercial for Intivio. You live with moderate to severe Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. Your day can be full of. <laughs> what? This is what I'm wondering. Oh, I, would... I just noticed. Okay. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Guys. I didn't. I didn't either. The first like dozen times I saw this. This is a lady. She clearly has an upset stomach, and now she's in a cubicle sitting on a toilet. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the lid is down. <laughs> oh, I just realized that, too. And this is the thing. Did you recognize when she Your got in her car? 
Oh my gosh, she's always sitting on the toilet. I know she's driving with it. She I does, did not. She's got a toilet seatbelt. Of reminders of your condition, never knowing, always wondering. This she's, is so good. She's I love eating it. dinner with her family. That's disgusting. If she was on the toilet while she was eating, there would be duty particles on everyone's food. <laughs> disgusting. You weren't made for UC or Crohn's, but gut-focused Antivio is. And if she was sitting on the toilet, she wouldn't have to get up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. She's sitting on the toilet, and she's like, hey guys, I gotta go to the bathroom. You should just take the lid off the toilet and shit in front of your friends. And this was a Mr. Show sketch back in the day. Uh, I believe it was David Cross was on a date, and he was sitting on a toilet, and he was shitting while he was eating. <laughs> <laughs> the problem to block certain inflammation causing cells from entering the gut infusion and serious allergic reactions can happen now she's at the doctor's office sitting on the toilet that's gross her story is progressing or after treatment everybody else is on chairs this is a story about how she what what are diseases you can get from duty particles <laughs> like at least pink eye <laughs> Okay. Yeah, this may increase risk of infection, which can be serious, although unlikely a risk of. Okay, now she's Not in with. Now. She's in with the doctor. She's on the examination table. <laughs> also, if this commercial wanted to make sense and wanted to really bring the point home that she needs to take a shit all the time, she would get up, do things, and be holding the toilet to her ass. Instead, she's like. No, just her, her. Her butt would get bigger. Not the day. Well, whatever it is, she would always be attached to the toilet. This this doesn't make sense. PML, a rare, serious, potentially fatal brain infection, cannot be ruled out. Tell That's your doctor if you have an infection, horrible. experience frequent infections, or have flu-like symptoms or sores. Liver problems can occur with Antivio. In clinical trials, and oh shit, <laughs> she moved into the back seat. Hey guys, yeah, now she's not sitting on a toilet. But she's driving her toilet somewhere. It's not under her ass. But she didn't. She didn't. She wasn't able to get rid of it. I guess. So now it's just like, ooh, toilet's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Now it's like stalking her. <laughs> you think you can live without me? <laughs> think again. Many people achieve. Oh, oh, look. There's this smirk she's giving it in the rear view. She's like, yeah, toilet. <laughs> Long-term relief and remission. Ask your doctor about... Now, I paused it here so that I could say, this is my least favorite part of the commercial. Okay. My least favorite part is when they say you could have a brain <laughs> infection. Uh, this is not the only Intivio commercial, but this is a thing that they have at the end of every Intivio commercial. Okay. Um... This, if we're going to, like, have a question, I would say, let's workshop what comes next. Okay. And Tivio. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to tell you this. Sorry to bring him up again, but my boyfriend really likes jingles to a disgusting <laughs> degree. And I don't know if you've ever seen a Sky Rizzy commercial. Do you know what that is? I have. It's in my brain, but I don't. And he was trying to, like, find it so he could download the whole song. And he's singing it all the time. Like, not joking. <laughs> and, like, 
I feel like if I if he sees his commercial, I got to make sure he never sees his commercial because <laughs> I can't live my life with a man coming in and being like, and Tibio, and Tibio, and Tibio. But as a jingle, like, isn't that really lazy? <laughs> First of all, you well, if you've heard Sky Rizzy, guys, it's a whole song. It's like, things are getting clearer. I feel free. Right, Nothing right, right. on my skin. So I don't think, no one's going to remember Tibio. Like, no one's going to be like, into the Intivio jingle. I think they should have made a whole song. Like, toilet down the poor, like, oh no. Toilets on your butt. But, you know, like, I can't think of the lyrics, but you get what Put I mean. Put your right? toilet like, in the back seat. You don't need that shit no more. <laughs> nope, shit oh, doesn't nice. work. Shit doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> if duty's on your mind, it's time to. No, man. I'm usually better. Guys, if you have a jingle for Intivio, call us at 570-POD11. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. That's it. That's it. There's our, our icebreaker. Oh, I forgot. The, there was no question. I just You just wanted me to react. Okay, that's a lot of stress off of me. Yeah, and it makes me feel really good that you didn't notice the toilet at first either. <laughs> Not at all. Wow. Because one just, time I was watching it, and then like I saw the part where they're eating dinner together as a family, and she's sitting on the toilet, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. And then I saw it again, and I was like, oh, there's toilets everywhere. <laughs> Guys, look at the interview commercial. The things that bother me are, yeah, she's on the toilet all the time. But like Pete said, the lid is down. So what is that implying? I don't know what that's implying. <laughs> I think the toilet should have been open like she could shit herself at any time. <laughs> and and you know what? Just 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 for the sake of doing so. I have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now there's Sky Rizzy. <laughs> Things are getting clearer. Yeah, I feel free. Oh, sorry, this is the big chorus. Keep your skin clearer with Sky Rizzy. With Sky Rizzy. Now, why? I'm going to custom make Aaron a shirt that says nothing is everything. Oh, my God. First of all, I don't know if you're joking. That would be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, this is an important addition to the story i don't know if you know or if anyone knows for some reason they have a lot of sky Rizzy commercials and in the different commercials they have a different singers sing that song and he was really taken by the first version and the first time he heard a commercial with a different singer not even joke he got so fucking mad he was like who the fuck is this what the fuck Fuck this bit. Like, he was just like, fuck this person. Where's my fucking original Sky Rizzy? And I was like, what? So he gets really mad when it's not the original singer. It's worth knowing. That's worth knowing. (laughs) Yep. So, anyway. And I think he was like, I was at work today and I was like, hey guys, you ever heard of the Sky Rizzy commercial? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you're really weird. Anyway, and they'd be like, no, what? And he'd be like, things again. (laughs) You know what I could imagine happening to him after that? What? All of those people would ghost him. (laughs) Ooh, nice segue. (laughs) 
And that's what I wanted to talk about this week. This week, I want to talk about something spooky, something scary and potentially harmful, uh, something that involves unfinished business and haunting side effects. Uh, that's right. It's time for us to talk about ghosting. You know what? Are you sure we've never done this topic? No. But again, okay. this would be the first. I looked up ghosting on our website and nothing came back. Okay. Yeah, but you felt like you had to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's been on my list for a while and I figured it's it's Halloweenish time. I like it, yeah. So we're going to start at zero here. And I am going to tell you up front that Marissa and I were both ghosted in romantic situations. Neither of us was happy about that. <laughs> no. But today, I wanted to try and show both sides of ghosting. Because I don't think I was ghosted by a bad person. <laughs> I was ghosted by a bad person. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't have a real butthole? <laughs> so, from the that's, top... That's okay if you don't have a real butthole. I just... That's me feeling like I take the power back by telling everyone that about the person who goes. <laughs> anyway. We're going to pull a definition from an article by Dr. Royette T. Dunbar from the website The Conversation by way of The Washington Post. She defines uh, ghosting. Uh, ghosting happens when someone cuts off all online communication. I'm just, I just cut online. Someone cuts off all communication with someone else without an explanation instead mm -hmm. like a ghost they just vanish full disclosure i have ghosted someone before as well oh Not yeah someone yeah, I, yeah 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 i just don't don't want to act like i'm totally but innocent do you see a problem with that definition <laughs> you said they cut off all communication without a reason isn't a problem with ghosts that they are visible <laughs> wait 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 what she said, instead, like a ghost, they just vanish. <laughs> and, like, ghosts are fine if you can't see them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry to poke a hole through millennial dating terms, but... <laughs> <laughs> Good point. It seems like a rude thing to do, for sure. But yeah. I have also done it. In my very first semester of college, I met a girl and we would hang out a lot. And when I felt like it was moving towards romantic, I disappeared. Nay, I avoided her at all costs. <laughs> Why and, did I do this? And I was an asshole and I ghosted someone who I hadn't even went on a first date with, but they wanted to reschedule the date because they said they had, they said they were wearing crops and they didn't have time to change out of their work crocs, and I'm an asshole. And, that <laughs> and then I ghosted them, because I was like, I don't want to date so much to work crocs. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, here are some answers. <coughs> Excuses. From Dr. Dunbar's research subjects. Now, she was studying a group of people that I believe was uh, 18 to 29, so... From a 19-year-old woman, quote, I'm not good at communicating with people in person, so I definitely cannot do it through typing or anything like that. Mm. From a 22-year-old, I do not have the confidence to tell them that, or I guess it could be because of social anxiety. Yeah, that's what I assume is usually the reason. You know, I have, I have a thought about social anxiety, Marissa. Does yeah. anybody... 
and I'm sure there are people that do this because there are horrible people out there, but you think most people are excited to tell somebody that they want to finish a relationship? <laughs> like, no. If, if the baseline is everybody's anxious about it, can you blame yeah. social anxiety? <laughs> no, you know what I do? I do agree. Well, nobody likes it. But some people are capable of doing things, whether or not it makes it un- them uncomfortable, because they're they realize it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And some people are so crippled by the notion that they're just incapable. But I do see your point. In some instances, participants opted to ghost if they thought that meeting the person would stir up emotional or sexual feelings that they were not ready to pursue. Mm. Some ghosted okay. because of safety concerns. Forty-five percent ghosted to remove themselves from a, quote, toxic, unpleasant, or unhealthy situation. Mm, Okay. I feel like that would be more, like, stoking. I mean, maybe not, but just as much stoking the flame as ignoring someone than confronting them, but... Oh, well, I ghosted the guy who told me his favorite film was a Serbian film. (laughs) And then he got really mad at me. Right, right. Yeah. An 18-year-old woman said ghosting was, quote, a little bit politer way to reject someone than to no, directly say, I do not want to chat with you. <laughs> that's uh, absolutely not more polite. But the most prevalent reason to ghost, a lack of interest in pursuing a relationship with that person. Yeah, but a lack of interest. And if it's just that, then you're also callous. Right. A a different person would say, oh, so you're just telling me that ghosts are cowards. Why don't we just call them cowards instead of ghosts? basically. (laughs) And I'll say, yes, I was indeed a coward. (laughs) But I'd also say that I was a college freshman. (laughs) I was behaving... (laughs) What? When when is your last ghost? (laughs) I ghosted the Crocs person when I was, like, 30. But... (laughs) But again, I had like never even met them and I I felt like it wasn't a big deal because I'd maybe like chatted yes. twice in my life and we didn't meet. So I feel like if there are no stakes and you have no like actual relationship with them, you can ghost them. But at this point in my life, as I am more mature, I would never ghost someone that I had actually like met and had any sort of like actual relationship with. We have some things about that coming up. Okay. Now, I was behaving badly when I was a college freshman because no one ever demonstrated romantic interest in me before. Even at this time, I would be two years before, it would be two years, before someone kissed me romantically. So I was obviously not mature or experienced in this area. (laughs) For the demographic that Dr. Dunbar is studying, which, as I said, is 18 to 29, this could explain some of the lower end of that. But she is studying psychology of ghosting, so here are some clips of her findings. Our research supports the idea that ghosting can have a can have negative consequences for mental health. Short term, <laughs> short term, many of those ghosted felt overwhelmed, overwhelming rejection and confusion. They reported feelings of low self esteem and low self worth. Part of the problem is the lack of clarity, not knowing why communication abruptly stopped. Oh, you mean like when your boyfriend of one year just ghosts you all of a sudden? Long term, our study found many of those ghosted were feelings of mistrust that developed over time. Some bring this mistrust to future relationships. With that, 
may come internalizing the rejection, self-blame, and the potential to sabotage subsequent relationships. But just over half of the participants in our study said that being ghosted offered opportunities for reflection and resilience. No, shut the fuck up. It can be partly positive for the ghostee because they can realize some of the shortcomings they have and they may change it, said an 18-year-old woman. And it is spoken like a true 18-year-old woman because if someone doesn't tell you what the shortcomings were and they just stop talking to you, then you can't work on them. Exactly, that's bullshit, and that's probably a woman who ghosted someone, not a woman who's been ghosted. Mm -hmm. About half of the focus groups who ghosted experienced feelings of remorse or guilt. The rest felt no emotion at all. Yeah, I can believe that. (laughs) There was, and so I'm recalling this thing when I was a college freshman, and I'm like, I feel horrible because I can't remember this girl's name. (laughs) Oh, and uh and it makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So I I'm experiencing guilt and remorse. Yeah. Uh then I believe this is the last one from this article. Uh there was a feeling that ghosters may become stunted in their personal growth from a 20-year-old man. It can become a habit and it becomes part of your behavior and that's how you think you should end a relationship with someone. <laughs> God, that's psychotic. <laughs> so now we're going to transition a little bit to an article from the Cleveland the Cleveland Clinic. I didn't realize how hard that was going to be to say when I wrote it down. <laughs> Cleveland, by the way, which is going to be one of my new teams for the upcoming NBA season. Ooh. This article defers to psychologist Susan Albers, who is a doctor. Ghosters often grow up in families where conflict and arguments were taboo, she says. Perhaps they had no role models to show them how to communicate about emotional issues. I would say yes. Yeah. The overarching reason many people ghost is avoidance of conflict. Simply disappearing sidesteps any potential conversation, seeing hurt feelings or arguments. Absolutely. I mean, that's the main reason. I think they don't want to have to deal with the feelings from the other person. Yeah. Uh, she says it's often those who handle things in passive-aggressive ways who are the biggest ghosters. And yeah. it doesn't just involve intimate relationships. There's an uptick in ghosting within the job market. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> what? Quote, it's often people running away from responsibilities that make them uncomfortable or skipping out on putting in their two weeks notice and instead just not showing up to work when they're ready to quit. <laughs> Sounds bad. You could fall on either side of this, but some of us might think, oh, yeah, personal relationships, they can treat me like shit. (laughs) But professional relationships, they're going to treat me professionally. I mean, you're right. Hopefully you feel the opposite. But in case you agree, let's transition to professional ghosting. And this can happen on both sides as well. The crux of ghost of the ghosting problem is failure to communicate, whether it's the employer or the candidate who is the guilty party. People don't want to have tough conversations and explain why the job or the candidate is not the right fit, noted Kimberly Reeves, a consultant who specializes in payroll, HR, and finance with A Better Way Consulting. Reeves encourages HR departments and recruiting firms to refrain from ghosting candidates because of how it can make people feel. Duh. (laughs) Uh. 
When employers can't give candidates closure, candidates may feel like they are being told that they aren't even worth a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. If Our you work pa- in HR and you don't realize that, you shouldn't work in HR. My job doesn't tell anybody that the position was already filled. Oh, cool. <laughs> Even when they email to ask. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are people important or are people not important? In the staffing business, people are your bread and butter. They're your client and they're also your product, she said. Don't call them your products. <laughs> Ew. Employees can ghost employers as well. As mentioned, instead of offering the customary two weeks notice, an employee can just stop showing up. Some see this as a form of revenge, but it can have potential side effects when you are seeking new employment or networking. But companies... Yeah, dude, don't do that. As much as I yeah. hate every boss, don't do that because you can fuck yourself. Uh, but companies are also guilty. The BBC reported how... Companies increasingly ghost candidates. 73% of U.S. employers openly admitted it. Even the volume of Glassdoor interview reviews with the phrase ghosting has risen significantly. Wow. (laughs) The behavior is becoming normalized, justified by busy executives. If other recruiters, agents, and administrators do it, people will understand, won't they? It's not personal after all, but it's not professional either. Yeah, God. The the ghoster doesn't escape unintended consequences either. The risk of brand damage is higher than realized. But ghosters hold power and fail to appreciate how much their decisions matter. As humans, we are explanation-seeking creatures. Understanding the rationale for rejection can partly alleviate the mystery and misery of this cowardly act. While explanation doesn't excuse it, The explanation makes the silence easier to accept. Mm. Now, I have to say that this is usually how I have broken up with people. (laughs) I have the conversation, and then I cut off all contact. (laughs) I need a hey. At least you have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I won't fault you for that. This article states the following reasons to professionally ghost candidates. One is convenience. One is conflict avoidance. Uh, the big one it's is... You can't, you can't deal with conflict. You should be a fucking recruiter. Right. If you're like, oh, I'm sorry, we, we found someone else to fill the position or your qualifications aren't right for this job. And somebody goes, well, screw you, you son of a bitch. Like, I... What? <laughs> yeah. What? Um, there was something, though, related to conflict avoidance which was if someone say it was something related to legality that if you didn't contact the person and tell them that they didn't get the job because they weren't qualified but their resume is like just as good as the person who did get hired Mm -hmm. could they sue you you know if they discovered that you know things like that so yeah Hmm. that came into play but apathy is one of the big ones. The ghoster doesn't care about microaggressions or burning bridges. (laughs) (laughs) What a fuck. 
This typically reflects a degree of arrogance and low desire for long-term affiliation, which is how I feel about where I work. Because it's like, you have qualified candidates who are applying for this particular job. I know some of them. They're very nice people. But when you don't pay any attention to them, it is like saying, you don't matter at all. (laughs) And then when the person you hired quits because they weren't actually qualified in the first place... You're not going to get these qualified people back because they're going to be like, that place sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other reasons inc- include low accountability, duh, and data overload. There's just too many people to reject. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just sent out a fucking form letter, dude. Yeah. For know. personal or professional ghosting, we can turn to Dr. Albers from the Cleveland Clinic piece to act as our motherly figure. She says that ghosting says more about the person doing it than it does about you. (laughs) I mean, I do. I would agree with that. Take ghosting as a blessing in disguise, she says. It simply means you're not a good match. Nothing more. She says that while it may be tempting to conjure up explanations for why someone left, or even to point the finger at yourself, resist the urge to ruminate and find closure within yourself. I thought you were going to say, well, it may be tempting to exact revenge, which is more my mind goes, which... We're, we're almost there. <laughs> Although it is hard, get comfortable with, the sim- with simply not knowing. Remind no! yourself that for whatever reason, the person was not ready to be in a relationship, and that's okay. <laughs> oh, man. That lady is going to crack one day. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's something to it, of course. Like, if your kid came home from school and was like, you know, the person that I like won't talk to me anymore. They're basically ghosting your your kid. It's like, that's what I'm going to tell my kid. It says more about them than it does about you, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, like, maybe my kid does something. Maybe, you know what? I think we maybe all encountered this kid before. You're in school, and there's that kid who picks their nose all the time. Yeah. If they were like, we don't want to hang out with you because you pick your nose all the time, then my kid can do something about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But without that closure, right? (laughs) Yeah, if you don't, if you just ghost and you don't have any explanation, that doesn't help anyone. Like, when I ghosted that guy because, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about the one you want me to wait on. Because I ghosted that guy who said his favorite movie was a Serbian film, and then on our first, no, or a second date, he said he wanted to design to design a cosplay costume for me, a sexy cosplay costume. Instead of just ghosting him, I should have been like, all that shit's creepy as fuck, and you should never admit that your favorite movie is a movie that involves, like, pedophilia snuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bye-bye. Yeah, now that I think about it, I did him a disservice. Or, of course, you could take matters into your own hands... And you could consider ghostbusting. From DataNinja.com, a new dating trend is ghostbusting, which means continuing to text someone after they've ghosted you. It's so common that 38% of singles say that they have experienced someone who would not stop texting them after they've been ghosted, according to Plenty of Fish. In terms of ghosting, don't do it if you've physically met someone. In fact, if you've swapped numbers, Snapchat, or other chat tools and had multiple conversations, you shouldn't ghost someone either. It's simple. Treat people the way that you would want to be treated. 
So, Marissa. Yeah, I agree. What? Now, you're more than welcome to tell us about your ghost-busting experience. <laughs> and this is if you'd, if you'd like to share. <laughs> oh, of course I'd like to share. If you're a listener uh, for a long time, you know that I like to bring up Daniel once a year to tell everyone about his butthole. Um, Daniel was my long-term boyfriend, serious boyfriend, who ghosted me days before our one-year anniversary. Um, he ghosted me, I think it was over a week, and I called him and called him and called him because I thought it would be psychotic to ghost me this deep into a relationship. Uh, I thought something happened to him. Uh, he had notably like gotten into car accidents before, and I, and I didn't hear from him for a little bit. But who knows if that's true or if he just made that up then. Uh, because, because I don't know what... That's a red flag, everybody. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, my partner notably gets into car accidents. (laughs) Well, no, not multiple, but he notably got into a car accident. I didn't hear from him. (laughs) He notably did a lot of... A lot of stuff happened that sometimes I wouldn't hear from him. So, yeah, I think he probably just lies in retrospect. And then he resurfaced, and he seemed disturbed by all the calls I had left him. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Why wouldn't I call you like twice a day for a week and a half? I was your long-term girlfriend. And then he was like, I'm just going to fucking tell you guys. I don't, I don't fucking care. Whatever. <laughs> uh, then he was like, I had a... This is, I'm only telling this because I think it's a this lie. Is so, and it's so convoluted. Just regardless of whether it's true, put yourself in Marissa's shoes. <laughs> yeah, so he goes, I hospitalized myself because I was feeling suicidal and you know, like I, I was not like fuck you I was like oh my god I started crying I was like you you know like we don't need to date anymore I just want to be here for you like are you okay and then we talked he's like yeah and I was like well, you know like where where were you and he's like I don't have access to my phone and I was like but like it would say you were online periodically and he was like well I wasn't and I was like okay <laughs> and i was like so i'm so sorry you know get the get the get the help you need you know don't worry about you know we don't have to be in a relationship i just i, I worry about you and he's like i and still have more like i'm going back to the hospital i will call you when i'm out just to let you know i'm okay yeah they gave and, him like you know a couple hours to use his phone in the yeah, middle I, of I getting treatment for being suicidal yeah and then this fuck ghosts me again and I never hear back from him. And so I start calling him, not an unreasonable amount now, because I'm like, I'm not even fucking his girlfriend. But I call him every few days. And I'm like, what the motherfucking fuck? <laughs> so then I'm just like, where the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> so then, did I go to where his apartment was and see if I could intercept him? Yeah, but I never saw him. So then I remember his Reddit name. But I'm. I don't see, like, I, what, what was it saying? Like, I, what was it? Oh, now I remember. Okay, okay. So I look up his Reddit name, and I see recent posts <laughs> uh, in, like, uh, backslash ballet or whatever, you know, however the fuck you, you format those Reddit rooms. And it's like, my girlfriend is a ballerina, and I don't know, like, no matter what, she gets blisters or something what are a good shoe you would recommend and i'm like i'm sorry (laughs) so this was like weeks after he was quote-unquote hospitalized but then was supposed to call me so like unless he like 
fell in love at this quote unquote hospital hospital he was at. Like I was just like, how the fuck does this guy have a girlfriend? I'm not a ballerina. <laughs> and so then I messaged him and I'm like, Marissa went to her closet. She was like, Yeah, what? I'm not a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> so then I messaged him on Reddit and I'm like, Yeah, I see this, you fucking monster. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm here thinking you like fucking died. And his response was to deactivate his Reddit account and pull himself off of all of his social media accounts. <laughs> so then I messaged my friend who's better at tech than me and I was like Track this bitch down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you know how to like find archived Reddit posts for someone who deleted their Reddit? And he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then he finds all these old Reddit posts from my boyfriend, ex-boy, I, you know, we never like fully technically broke up, but anyway, so he finds these texts from this dude and he's like, oh, he's like posting like this shit about like uh, applying for some residency and it seems like he's back in Philadelphia and he actually, he had said that after the hospital, he was going to go back to live with his family in California. So apparently, I don't know whether he was in the hospital or not. I'm guessing. I feel like I want to say no, but what a psychotic thing to lie about. Anyway, he was back in Philadelphia, back enrolled in, in med school, which he said he was going to quit. Uh, back living literally blocks from me with another girlfriend that must have overlapped with me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he ghosted me and it was haunting me. I asked Reddit what I should do because I like to turn to retribution and he left one of his credit cards in my house <laughs> and his um and his like license and registration information from something and I really wanted to go to town. I wasn't gonna do credit card for it. I just wanted to like throw his credit card out the window and like, No, I would sell it on the dark web. <laughs> well yes, I don't know how to do that. I just wanted like to let It's a good reason to learn. <laughs> like someone else do credit card fraud. I wanted to mail something to his family's house because i knew the address and fuck i didn't though because reddit told me to take the higher road so i will say i did nothing years later on a whim i think like last year uh it's 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 been like five years later at this point i think sometime last year or maybe this year i looked him up on a whim i'm totally over him i have a far kinder far better looking far more interesting boyfriend with a butthole yeah, you know, with a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I looked up my old boyfriend, and I found out he is now a resident in, in a hospital, like uh, a state over. And I just emailed him. Hey, <laughs> I see you're not in Philadelphia, but I see you're in blah, blah. That's way too close for my comfort. Uh, for your benefit, you'd better hope we never cross paths. <laughs> And that is notable because he was smaller than me, so I could take him physically. But also, he was, I knew he was afraid of me because I'm an intense person. <laughs> and I know I am not a large person, but if the two of us saw each other, I know for a fact he would be afraid of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm a lot. <laughs> and he knew it. So I like to think that he's afraid of ever running into me and i like to think he will never go into certain parts of philadelphia (laughs) for fear of running into me so yeah i left it i left it at that but just know that like that made me feel like shit it haunted me i had to have a therapist help me through that like it was traumatizing 
uh, I was like, what kind of fucking monster? I've known you for a fucking year. How fucking bad am I that you fucking can't just break up with me like a fucking normal person? Also, if you made up that shit, I'm almost done, guys. But anyway, <laughs> I will just say that kind of ghosting is highly detrimental. Like, it is so destructive. If you ghost someone who you have a deep relationship with, it will haunt them for for years like absolutely for years i'm finally happy i'm finally hey that's why i'm covering this topic marissa (laughs) yeah i'll just say it you know don't do it don't take that shit lightly if you want to go someone fine and if you don't really know them well fine but if you are dating them for a long time it's gonna fuck them up it's gonna fuck them up so bad uh peter are you gonna share anything the ed times youth blog has some rules number one how long was the relationship times Ed Times. Oh. It's like a student's blog. I thought it was some sort of like, um, uh, what's the word? Fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ghost busting is only right in cases of a long relationship, say five months or over a year the people were together. Yeah. If a partner in a seven-month relationship is suddenly ghosting, then I believe it is not wrong to do some ghost busting, especially if you are just trying to end it or get some proper closure. Exactly, because if he just fucking ghosted me, I wouldn't have known, like, if I didn't get a hold of him the one time and bust his ghost ass, I wouldn't have known if he was fucking dead. <laughs> Also, I didn't, yeah, we never fucking broke up. Like, yeah, you mm-hmm. need to have closure. You can't fuck with someone like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, mine was, like, about, what, probably, like, 18 months? Yeah. And then it was a really slow ghosting. Hi. And that... It was like they were gradually fading away. Yes. And shedding their more mortal coil. And over ultimately... When I tried to get some sort of closure, the excuse was, I have kids. And I'm like, you've had kids this whole time. <laughs> no, they just realized it. <laughs> they forgot they had kids. Uh, rule number two, consequences. One should always be ready for things to take a slightly wrong turn, as the other person could get angry and file a report against cyber harassment or something. You don't want that to happen. So be careful and make sure the other person knows your intention with ghost busting. Number three, don't be angry. If someone is ghosting you, they may be less likely to respond if you send angry or passive-aggressive messages. Instead, be cheeky and send them inconsequential messages. Are you fucking... No, no. I do not agree with that. Absolutely not. Or even honest messages asking them to just talk and end it once and for all. Yeah. They might respond to those messages and you could get your closure. I mean, I agree with that. I think you should give them the out if if you really think that they just want to break up with you and they're being a bitch. Just be like, hey, I get the feeling you don't. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. Because I was like, so... Are we dating or not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a, in a less traumatizing situation, because I wasn't dating them long, I had went on one date with a guy, and then he didn't he didn't ghost me. Like, I didn't say something to him, and he ignored me. But, like, he just stopped. Like, you know, we would, like, when you're starting to date someone, you, like, have a conversation throughout the day, and he would kind of really not say anything. And I just said, like, hey, you know what? I get the, I get the feeling that you're not really feeling this anymore. 
um, if so, just let me know, you know, and I won't bug you anymore. And then he said, like, yeah, you know, this isn't really working. So I feel like that is probably your best bet if someone's ghosting you and you you need closure. Just really just, like, set it up where they could just be like, yes or no. Like Pete did. And I think, like, my ghost, her, got off really easy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Pete. And I'm, I'm like, a little worried that they might think that that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that would be psychotic if they thought it was okay. <laughs> they got off really easy because, yeah, I kind of, like, was like, hey, are we a thing, giving you this out. And then also, I, like, even threw in some things when, when I wrote a letter. I even threw some things in there, like, could have been because of this. Could have been because of this. And yeah. You, like... They could have picked any one of these things, but still it was like, no, it's all me. I got kids. And it's like, you had kids this whole time. <laughs> no, I know, Pete. <laughs> uh, number four in our rules, and this is the last one, learn when to end it. Uh, this is learn when to end ghost busting. Do not make it a lifetime <laughs> like hey, mission. Hey, I'll do what I want. If they respond, learn to take... Learn to not take it as them wanting another go at the relationship. Be focused and make sure that once you get the answers you want, you end the conversation uh, there along with the relationship. Oh, I agree with that. Once you get an answer, you got to let it go. But if you don't get an answer, I say you do that shit as long as you <laughs> need to. <laughs> and enlist someone who really understands tech to really deep dive. That's the um, once I, I can't remember who it was, but once somebody was like. <laughs> Like, how long do you honk the horn when you're, like, upset while you're driving? And the person was like, hold down the horn until you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) That's no. Like, that's kind of crazy. That's like having (laughs) (laughs) All right, Marissa, to end on a kind of funny note, um, I, I found some millennial dating jargon. I have eight of them. I don't know how you want to work this, but two of them are fake and the rest are all real. Uh, Do you want to go one by one? No, tell me all of them and I tell you which two are fake. Okay. There's eight, so be careful. The first would be haunting. After ghosting, someone likes a picture or reacts to a post on social media. Kind of like they're still sort of lingering. Wait, a person who ghosts me likes one of my pictures? Yeah, like... like, uh, that would be fucking psychotic. <laughs> well, that would that would be ha- called haunting. <laughs> okay. A lot of these could be fucking psychotic. <laughs> the other one would be um, orbiting a person who is persistently lurking after they ghosted you. So this would be like they're watching your Instagram stories, but they're not like interacting or something like that. Okay. Um, Frankensteining. When a ghoster badmouths the ghostee to make them seem like a monster to other people. Okay. Zombieing. When a ghost returns after an extended absence and tries to rekindle things as if ghosting never happened. That's funny. Oh, gonna... I knew someone dated their zombie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm going to tell you that this one doesn't fit in, but I also couldn't get rid of it. Shave ducking. Ew. Worrying that you're only attracted to someone because of their beard. <laughs> Ew, Pete. Marleying. 
when an ex gets in touch with you at Christmas out of nowhere based on <laughs> based on a Christmas carol. Like Bob Marley, that's beautiful. Jacob Marley. Oh. <laughs> I, Bob Cratchit. It's that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't listening to myself talk. <laughs> um, Caspering. I am embarrassed, but continue. Caspering. Instead of ignoring someone, you're honest about how you feel and you let them down gently before disappearing from their lives. I feel like that's what I do. Caspering. Okay. okay. And the last one is Jafaring. Oh. Being, being as mean as you can to get the other person to dump you first. <laughs> Jafaring is definitely a real thing, but I feel like that's absurd to actually give it a term. So I'm going to say the fake ones are Jafaring and Frankensteining. You are correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frankensteining, I spent a lot of time on because I was like, well, uh, I don't want somebody to yell at me and be like, well, that's actually Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> so, so I was like, no, no, they're Dr. Frankenstein and they're making you seem like a monster. <laughs> I want to say that the ones you made up were actually pretty good and pretty solid. But as someone who reads Refinery 29, faces. <laughs> I have a very good handle on those fucking dumb made-up terms that people claim are being used. Yeah. Caspering. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And what is, what is it? Shave ducking? Yeah. I don't even understand that. I think the idea would be like, no, no, I don't know. There was a moment where I thought like, oh, yeah, I know. I get this. Worrying that you're only attracted to someone because of their beard. That's disgusting. Who cares? Who likes beards that much? Oh, well, hold on a second, Marissa. What? Let me take some excerpts from A Guide to Shave Ducking, the hot new dating trend to fill you with doubt. I would, I actually am unattracted to people with beards. Like, I find beards not cool. You can have a cool beard. It's just that most people don't. Most people use a beard like I would use a beard, which is an excuse to not shave. <laughs> Actually, sometimes beards look cool. I just can't imagine kissing someone with facial hair. Anyway, continue. Is it wrong to only be attracted to someone when they have facial hair? This is the, the question. If they shave, do you still like them? I mean, it's not wrong to be more attracted to them. It is probably wrong to that to be the only reason you're with them. <laughs> It's not cool to tell someone that they're unappealing without a mustache. That's a dick move. <laughs> okay. It's also not wise to talk in absolute terms, like, you're attractive with a beard, you're not attractive without a beard. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that is the conclusion of my topic today, and I knew that this was going to be a long episode. <laughs> you know what? I enjoyed it. I hope our listeners did, too. This is the kind of ghosting you don't want to deal with, especially in the fall, because you are leading into the winter, and uh, that is when everyone will be lonely. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... Cuffing season is the term people use, and I hate every term everyone uses. I almost, I almost used that term, because it was in one of the, one of the lists I found. <laughs> Didn't I tell you? I'm only telling you guys this because he's he's my soon-to-be fiance. Uh, that when I first said, "Hey, what are we?" and he goes, 
why do you want to know? Because it's cuffing season. <laughs> and I like to remind him of that often. That's fair. That's fair. And he likes to pretend he didn't say that, <laughs> but he did. <laughs> anyway. Because I have it on tape. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Have you been ghosted? Call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. Are you one of the people that saw my Reddit post and knows me only through that? I know at least one person that knew me through my Reddit post before meeting me in in person. Uh, Are you happily married and don't give a shit about this kind of stuff? You can still call us, too. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Plugs. Pete, you got any plugs? I mean, I want to plug the Sky Rizzy commercial. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's coming to an end. We are in September. I signed up in December. So my AMC Plus <laughs> subscription is going to stop at some at some point in time. And I have no intention of renewing it unless it's $2 a month again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But there's a show on there. And and it seems like the Sundance Channel has a series of shows that are called True Crime Story. And then they have subtitles after that. So there's one that's called It Couldn't Happen Here. And mm-hmm. this is a Sundance TV show. And it's also on AMC+. And it's just such an interesting show. They talk about, like, injustice in small towns and things like that. And you watch the show and it's just like... Uh, uh, only recently have I actually stopped and gone, you know what? I could be being manipulated by this production, but at the yeah. same time, like, how has no one done anything about this? <laughs> like, there was one this past week where an investigator, like, pressured these kids into confessing to a murder of two elderly mm-hmm. people. And it eventually came out that they were pressured. All the people, like, all the people who were involved were like, yeah, no, that guy made us lie. The the gun that they had didn't match the ballistics. Like, there was no proof. And this guy's in Ohio on death row. And he's like, (gasps) there's no proof! (laughs) Wow! And uh, I think, like, over the summer, he... uh, I don't know that... I think... I don't remember if he was released or if he was just granted an appeal. But I was like, what the hell, man? (laughs) That's crazy. What is the show we in? It's um it's called True Crime Story colon it can happen it could ha- couldn't happen here excuse me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it is hosted by Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife who apparently used to be a character no not his wife was a character but she's an actress who used to be on One Tree Hill Jeffrey Dean Morgan wait who's Jeffrey Dean Morgan I have to look that up. Jeffrey. I don't know how to tell you who he is, but... I mean, I used to watch One Tree Hill. Oh, I know Jeffrey D. Morgan. Morgan wife. Okay. Hillary Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so fucking emo on that show. It was so <laughs> annoying. She was supposed to be edgy, but emo, it was a lot. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. And then the second half, or like the second show, I thought it was a show that had two halves. Mm-hmm. Like, half the season was covered by one person, half was the other. But the other show is True Crime Story, colon, Indefensible, which is hosted by comedian Jenna Friedman. And that's, like, that's like the same thing, except it has kind of, like, a daily show. Like, 
it's not like it's making fun of the situations, but it is much more like, are you kidding me? Like, how yeah. are you not doing anything? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you ever get the opportunity to see any of those, check them out. They're fun. Okay. Cool. I mean, not fun, but I'm not. I'm not a big true crime person. I am a big, <laughs> as you guys know. I'm paying for AMC Plus, so I'm going to watch whatever the hell you put on there, <laughs> person. And so I was like, let me give these a shot. Yeah, very easy to burn through there. Um, very compelling, very interesting. Marissa. Okay. Um, guys, I am going to plug two things. Um, Orange Rice Krispies. Oh, Orange Rice Krispies are great. I made Orange Rice Krispie treats, but I wasn't going to plug that. Um, one, go to yallheard.me, our website. And there is a link to our shop. We have Y'all Heard Tees. And then we... Oh, no, not just Tees. We have Y'all Heard Merch. And we also have merch of random shit that me and Pete thought is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that some of it might make sense. Some of it might not. Uh, yeah, check it out. Again, go to yallheard.me and check out our merch store. Uh, I just really made it because there are certain things I wanted to make merch out of. I... You know, I don't care if anyone buys my conjugal visit duck shirt, but I just need it to be out in the world. <laughs> and I just um, keep adding stuff. She gave me the login, so I just keep putting stuff up it. there. I love it, Pete. Add as much as you want. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, also, I am not plugging the exact destination yet, but I am going to launch an online store myself uh hopefully next week um i may just in time for the season exactly my mother yelled at me today for not having it done sooner my mother <laughs> yelled at me for this <laughs> she was like people buy stuff already and i was like thanks that doesn't help me now anyway I'll just put santa caps on them <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I basically, it's hard to explain. I basically make uh, pumpkin jars. I encase glass mason jars or uh, amber glass jars or, or spray bottles uh, with clay. Uh, like I, I mold pumpkins out of it. And uh, so basically they're really spooky, just jars and bottles. Uh, and I'm going to start selling them online. So since nothing's live yet, I would say follow me at Risk Vandal. If you want to see when it launches, uh, you can or, see some previews up yeah, there. Yeah. If you follow me or is Vandal, yeah, I have been uh, showing some previews here and there. Pete, I was going to make an Instagram, but I don't want to be another slave to Instagram. I don't want a fucking 5,000 accounts, so I don't think I am going to make a pumpkin. I account. respect that. I haven't done a, a poo post in quite a while. You should. I like the poo posts. Um, but yeah, so basically, if you like spooky stuff, uh, I will say the URL once it's live on here. But yeah, follow me at Risk Vandal if you want uh, to keep, you know, keep keep up to date with that. Guys, thank you for listening. You can email us at shout at yallheard.me. Is that correct? Yes, and it works. All right. And uh, you can also call us 570-PODWOD1, text us 570-PODWOD1, pay us patreon.com slash yallheard. Yeah. Uh, that it. Thanks, guys. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. <laughs>